Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McClain here along with Zach Berman at the Nivercare Complex Friday where the Eagles are to face the New York Giants, the resurgent New York Giants. I don't know, but uh, they've won their last two games and the Eagles certainly need to turn the season around. They got some good news, I guess, on Thanksgiving in that the Cowboys beat the Redskins. So if they win Sunday, they're only a game back of both the Cowboys and Redskins. Um, we don't know exactly who's out at this, at this moment uh, for the game, but it sounds like they're going to have to go with the uh, the practice squad cornerback, Zach. Um, what's the secondary going to look like? It's going to look like Devontae Balsby and Chandon Sullivan on the outside corners, and then Craven LeBlanc in the slot, Corey Graham at safety with Trey Sullivan mixed in as well. Really not a lot of depth at cornerback, and you're going up against uh, a, a, a good wide receiving core, at least at the top with Odell Beckham Jr. Sterling Shepard's a good receiver at in Evan Ingram, it's a good receiving tight end. So they're, they're really going to challenge the Eagles, and that's why the pressure needs to be on the Eagles' front four, getting pressure on Eli Manning and changing the game that way. I, I guess Jim's going to use the same scheme that he did in the first game, in that they pretty much clouded uh, coverage towards Odell Beckham Jr., right? I mean, it worked the first time. Why not do it the second time? Well, the personnel's different, but yeah. Well, the personnel's different, but it almost, it almost demands it, I guess, because he can't, I agree. you can't leave him against alone against somebody. Or maybe you just you do what the uh, – not the Jordan rules, but you let maybe you let Odell get what he you know, get his, and you kind of focus your attention towards Saquon because Saquon right now is really starting to run the ball well on the ground. They're relying more yeah. on him. He's getting more than just a, a few t- handoffs. He's getting a fair amount, and he's running well. Yeah, you're right. And the Eagles' run defense has been real bad these past two weeks. Now Barkley had 130 yards against the Eagles the first game. Uh, 50 of those came on on one carry, but but still the the difference defensively for the Eagles that game was the pressure they put on Eli Manning. And when you look at the Giants' offensive line and you look at the Eagles' defensive line, the only way the Eagles can win this game from a defensive perspective, in my opinion, is if they just hit Manning over and over again. If Manning has time, the Giants are, are going to be able to run the ball on him, pass the ball on him, and it's not going to be a close game. And if they're getting, you know, what, chunk yards on first and second down mm-hmm. on the ground and it's like third and two, et cetera, then, you know, I mean, that's, that plays in the Eli's strength. I mean, he can get the ball out quickly. Uh, you know, in those short little passes, Odell, whoever you want to uh, point out, can get open in those little short routes. So I think that's a big concern. And as you mentioned, they have not defended the the run well the last few games. I should I wonder, is this part of my theory? I mean, one of the guys actually up front who had been playing well against the run was Derek Barnett. I, I think th- I think that's really kind of hurt them a little bit there. Oh, Wouldn't I agree. agree. I agree. And I, I think all around. I mean, I think he was a real productive defensive end, and and. It was kind of an under-the-radar injury when it happened, yeah. but uh, it's really hurting them. I, and I, that, Again, I thought that was one of the things that he had, he had done better at, and I think he was probably the best run-defending def, run edge rusher, uh, edge defender um, up front. Yeah, you, I mean, Brandon Graham's really good at, at defending the run. He has been. Um, not as good this year. And Michael Bennett, um, as well as he's done rushing the passer, you know, he gets caught a lot running, running upfield, I think, and then teams are taking advantage of that and really rushing at the Eagles on the edges. And I think that's, you know, with the cornerback crew that they have, I can't imagine them not, the Giants not t- trying to take advantage of them in those, uh, those types of runs. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and without Jordan Hicks, because it doesn't sound like Jordan Hicks is, is going to play, you lose your, your middle linebacker there, um, which hurts your run defense as well. Uh, Nigel Bradham is going to play a, uh, in the nickel. He's going to take over that that role. But you're going to see in base a lot of Nick Gary, and that's someone who the Eagles like. I don't think he's Jordan Hicks out there. So though, so that's that's going to hurt their run defense too. 
Or it, it could at least. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, you know, the Giants' offense isn't great, but they seem to have gotten things figured out. The offensive line has been a little more consistent. Um, and with the Eagles having so many injuries, the, the question, I, I guess, is, you know, will Pat Shermer try and just air it out more than, than he has these last few weeks? Because you look at the Eagles' secondary. Would you do that? Or would you kind of just stick with the – I would stick with what's with? working. And because, honestly, I think that um, – if Eli is to, is back there a lot, the Eagles are going to get to them. I think the Eagles have the advantage on the defensive line compared to the Giants' offensive line. Uh, so I would run it with with Saquon and test the Eagles' corners uh, when you can. Um, and, but I I wouldn't change your game plan because of the Eagles' cornerbacks. I actually think that will fit into what the Eagles want them to do. How much of a di- difference will Tim Jernigan make? It's a hard question to answer because I don't know what to kind of – I don't know what Jernigan we're seeing. Like, we literally haven't seen Jernigan in a game since the Super Bowl. In the second half of last year, he was banged up that whole time, too. I think if he's anything close to the player that he is, uh, it's an upgrade over what the Eagles have. Haloti Nada's not been playing well. Uh, Trayvon Hester, T.Y. McGill, we're not giving you enough. So, yeah, so I think Jernigan will help, especially in terms of Winning one on ones, and then in 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 terms of the run defense too. Look, he'll be he'll he'll have one advantage in that he hasn't he's, his body's not banged up at this point. But also, it's the adjustment to game speed. I mean, you you know he had, he hasn't had any of that. And how's his back? Like we don't know. Well, I mean, I just he's presume, cleared enough to play. He's but, cleared enough to play. I mean, and yeah. it's been ten games. I mean, they've really kind of. Uh, I wouldn't say slow played it, but that's how long it took for him to come back from this injury. I mean, it must have been fairly significant. Yeah. Um, but I think my expectations is what, what, no matter what it is in terms of, you know, think best case scenario, think maybe worst case scenario, I think it's still better than what they've had. I agree with you there. You know, he'll start. I don't know how much he's going to play. Maybe 50% of the snaps, which is a little more than actually he's playing a part. At points last year, but whatever. Nevertheless, they have a lot of losses, but this is one addition that they're they're all happy about. And and when the one thing that Timmy does bring is energy. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Although the, Nigel used to do the same thing, and that hasn't been the case this year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, offensively, the Eagles they they have to come out and get a, yes. a quick start. We saw in the first game against the Giants, it was a turnover by the defense that really got things started for them. And they, but they capitalized and had a touchdown. And Carson made that great third down. Carson play. made that great. We thought it was going to be a turning point yep. in the season. It was not. One of many uh, <laughs> if ands or buts in terms of uh, this is going to be the turning point for the Eagles. It was not. Um, but they did go on the win. It did put up you know 34 points on the Giants. They they have the uh, capabilities to do that. And with Golden, Golden Tate, theoretically, you think that's one more weapon that should uh, give them op- that opportunity. What do they need to do in on, on this first drive? Like, I mean, what would you do if you were like game planning for these first drives? What would you get rid of? What would you do differently? What? You know? <laughs> it's a good question because like Doug's supposed to be the game planner. Like, I it's hard. For I, me I think to, yeah. right now you and I can become <laughs> yeah. a better game um, plans. Look, I I wouldn't abandon the run. I, I believe in passing. I'm not one of these guys. I'm not one of these ground and pound guys. No, I believe in passing. Neither am I. But don't abandon the run. Like your your second run of the game can't be in the second quarter. It's just I think it helps Carson out. Uh, I would get Carson moving. That's that's one thing I would do. Um, I would I, I would run him that. out. Um, they tried that. Why not just come out no huddle like they did against the Colts? And put on okay. And put it on Carson. Well, I think, and I might be jumping ahead, like, this is about Carson right now, in my opinion. Um, 
Carson had his best game of the season against the Giants the last time they played. It was coming off a two-game losing streak. Uh, the, the only chance, in my opinion, for the Eagles to salvage the season, it's Carson playing at a really high level, like Carson carrying them. And I keep thinking back to a few years ago, the Packers came in here 4-6. and six. Aaron Rodgers said, we're going to run the table. And Aaron Rodgers played incredible for that second half of the year. 15 touchdowns, no interceptions, and they end up going to the championship game. Aaron Rodgers carried that Packers team. Carson doesn't need to make those bold declarations, but Carson needs to be Carson Wentz, needs to play like an MVP-level player if the Eagles have any chance at this turning around. Yeah, I mean, I, I, only, I only pause in making that comparison because that was Aaron Rodgers' eight, nine years into his career. He'd already won a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. you could certainly say that, and you could certainly expect Rodgers. I just don't think Wentz, Carson is quite there yet. No, he's not there yet, but I think that's the value he – that's the importance he has to this team. Yeah, well, here's and, my thing. I, I think as, as much as I think – you know, as much as I am a fan of, of Carson in terms of his abilities, and I and I think that he has the ability to be an elite-level quarterback, he's not there yet, and I just don't think that he's capable of doing that. And, and he doesn't even need to run the table and get to the championship game. What he needs to do is he needs to beat Washington twice, New York once, Dallas once, and then split L.A. Houston. And if you do that, you're in the playoffs. It cannot be done like that. So you think he has to? They have to go four and. You think four and two is enough? No, no. I think five and one. Oh, five and yes, one. Yeah, right, I think right. they. I need, think they need to win the win all their division games, and then split the LA Houston. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. <laughs> but my point is, is like all those games are winnable games if Carson Wentz plays the way the Eagles think he is. Yeah, I mean, you know, he had his probably. The worst game of his NFL career against the Saints. I think he'll bounce back. I think we'll see a little more of what we saw before. But you can um, go no huddle with him out of the, out of the jump. I go no huddle. Okay. Um, and and let me ask you this. This is an interesting question. What five skill players are on the field for that no huddle? Because you're not subbing in and out. So no. what five skill players? I mean, I don't think this is going to happen. But I think you got to go. I mean, why not go? You know, if you, if I recall correctly, they did a lot of twelve and thirteen mm-hmm. personnel on that no huddle. Mm-hmm. Um, touchdown scoring drive. Yep. So why not go with a lot of 12 with Dallas and Ertz? And I guess your two receivers would be, um, you know, that's the question. Nelson and, uh, Nelson and, uh, I know Golden and, and Alshon. And, and Nelson's give, on the sideline. You see, this is the thing when, like, you trade for Golden Tate. That's what I'm saying. These are the problems now they're running into because because it takes Dallas Goddard off the field or it takes Nelson Aguilar off the field. Right. So unless you go empty. So they'll go, they'll go 11 and then, the, yeah, they'll go 11 and then, and they'll take. Dallas off the field, which is a problem to me because, you know, I think Goddard had been playing well. In terms of um, production and the amount of time that he's played, Goddard's been one of the better players for them. Yeah, so – but this is the situation they created with the Tate trade is, is how are you going to make it work with your personnel? Uh, I thought they were going to play more empty formation. I thought they were going to have two, yeah, but you can, two you tight can only, ends. Yeah, but you, can only do that, how much, you can only do that so much. You're right. You can only do that so much. Yeah. You can't have not have a running back on the field. But then you can't say Dallas Goddard needs to play a lot either, because like unless you're just not playing Nelson. I don't know. It's almost like they didn't think this stuff through. I think they <laughs> felt like Nelson would just naturally go to the outside and, and be effective there. And, 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 and there's been the, there were yeah. there was nothing to, to suggest that. I think he can do it fine, but like this is not a conversation that should be taking place on November 23rd. It's a conversation that should have been taking place. On October twenty ninth, like thinking at about, the deadline. Yeah, they were just thinking about adding another adding a weapon, piece. Yeah. adding another piece. I don't think they were. I mean, look, I don't think they're idiots. I think they were thinking about this kind of stuff. I just don't. Th- they thought it wasn't as important. 
Yeah, I agree with you there. But I think that's I think that's the mistake in this year is like in that Jags game, I, I I thought they were starting to move the ball, like they were starting to figure out what they were off, offensively. They played a lot of two tight end, and then when they went to eleven personnel, they had Jordan Matthews on the field, um, and it just kind of it wasn't great weapons. But I I thought pieces kind of fit in the place. Right, they had two early turnovers, which negated how, how well the offense was yeah. was playing in that game. You know, they were moving the ball as yeah. you mentioned. Yeah, I don't know. I think in retrospect, this trade could be um, go down as one of the worst ones of Howie's tenure. Um, and and it's funny because like you you watched the Lions play, and it was a trade that was like bad for both sides. Like the Lions could use Tate right now, and the Eagles could use that third round pick right now. Right, and you watched the uh, Cowboys Redskins game, and you know we all, we all saw what Amari Cooper did. Now I'm not sure that, that I would have traded a first round pick for Amari Cooper, but I would say this: that if they had done that trade. I wouldn't have felt as badly about it as I do this trade. They'd be better. They'd be better. I still, I don't think that you trade a first round pick. Look, they had the option. They, they were, going, they were gonna, you know, they were in conversations with the Cowboys. They thought about or, or with the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, with the Raiders. Excuse yeah. me. They thought about trading for Cooper. They just weren't willing to give up a first round pick, and I can certainly understand that. But you give up a third rounder for for mm-hmm. Golden Tate. Yeah, and and I think the big thing there is they would have had to pay Cooper big money, and uh, you know, I, I don't know if they wanted to trade a first and. And give fifteen million dollars a year. Yeah, receivers like that are tough to find. They're very hard to find. That's why I said quibble with the price, not the player, because he's a really good player and he changed he changed the Cowboys' whole offense. Like you would have to look at this now and say the Cowboys are the favorites in the NFL, and it's changed since they traded for and the NFC. I'm sorry, yeah, the NFC East. NFC East. Yes, not the NFL. Yeah. Not the NFL. <laughs> Let's erase <laughs> <not, laughs> those last thirty seconds in the NFC East. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, th- I feel like the Eagles just wanted to do something. They were willing to do something, whoever it was. And, you know, the Cardinals weren't pa- trading Patrick Peterson. You know, the Cowboys, I mean, the Raiders would only take a first-round pick. Yeah, and I mean. They went, they went to plan Plan C. I'd, I'd rather ha-ha Clinton Dix right now. Well, yeah, looking at the situation <laughs> in, in the secondary. Yes. But the secondary was an issue then, though. At the exactly. Time. You had Avante Maddox playing, yeah, playing safety. I, I, I think they loved Avante at safety. And then... You know, just didn't. But at the time, they had Dexter McDougal playing slot. I guess they thought that Sydney would come back and everything would go back into place. Yeah, but I mean, Sydney had played well, I thought, earlier in the season. But I mean, there were certainly examples of, of yeah. him not playing well, not being kind of like a bomb. No, I don't think Howie did a good job at the deadline. When you no. look at the at the players that were available and the player they ended up with at the price and the fit, and well, it's nothing against Tate as a player. Yeah. Tate's a good player. It's yeah. just a fit. I, I like Tate. Well, I mean, you know, look, I, I don't want to write it off yet. Um, if he, Tate comes out and has a game like Amari Cooper and the Eagles beat the Giants and all of a sudden they're back in this, okay. Yeah, but I, I do think Doug wants to get Goddard more involved, and that's why I'm real curious uh, which receiver comes off the field in those situations. Well, it, to me um, – I think Jordan Matthews is going to be the guy that doesn't play as much. No, but I in terms of – I know, I know, but my, my yeah. point is – Yeah, my, that's fine. My point yeah. is just go heavy. If, you, if you're six, your sixth guy or, like, I guess your, your fifth guy you're, you're in terms of the five the four receivers, if you're going with one running back, should be Goddard. It shouldn't be Matthews. I go more 12 personnel. But that's not the question, though, because you have Ertz, Goddard. So you no, my, no, I'm talking about my fifth man off the bench. You know what I'm okay. saying? So I still, yeah. feel, I still feel like Ertz, Tate, Nelson, and – uh, Alshon should be your top four. Okay, but it's not. You're yeah. going to play all five. You're yeah, play, you know what I'm saying. I just would it, do more twelve personnel. Okay, um, so that you can get Goddard out there 
rather than Jordan Matthews. Okay. Jordan Matthews, to me, is, he's playing too much outside, and he's just not completely effective outside all the time. Although yeah. I think he's done a nice job. No, but that's wrong, the but like spot Goddard, that... Yeah, I mean, Goddard's going to be here for a while. He's, he's your top draft pick. Jordan Matthews is probably here and gone next next year. Okay. So just like – and Goddard has played well, and he's blocking pretty well. Um, he's better than Ertz, and, and, and having him stay in the block more allows Ertz to go out and, and receive more. I think that's what we were seeing earlier in the year. And Gertz was talking about how you know it, had, it kind of freed, freed him, him up. up. Yeah. Is, is Josh Adams – are the 6.1 yards per carry a mirage? Or do you think there's yeah, something there? There's not enough to – yeah, there's not enough there. that The sample isn't large enough to say that this guy is going to be – um, But should they feed him? Uh, I mean, again, like, you know, they're not – again, I, I think too much is being made of, like, the, the the imbalance between the run and pass because the Eagles are just trailing all the time. They have to throw yeah. the ball more. And um, that that being said, I still feel like you do have to sprinkle some, more, some run in there uh, perhaps early, um, I guess, with Josh Adams. I think right now he's the best of the options that they have, so that's why you use him. I don't think this kid's all of a sudden going to be this great tailback. I no, but how many carries should he get? Like 12 to 15. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you, but they're not doing that. I mean, now it's... Well, but again, they haven't been able to. They have 51 plays, and they yeah, were trailing but like, So I, I asked Gro this the other day, because Gro kept saying they're, they're going to run the ball more when they get more plays. Well, can't you run the ball to get more plays, though? You, you know, like, can't... Uh, you got to pass to get ahead. Why well, I, I agree with you there. I'm not saying go ground and pound, but they've they've tried to sprinkle. They try. They you try go to pass, pass, pass. If you're not if, if you're not well, throwing no, high percentage if passes, you look, if you look at the opening drives for the last two weeks, they've had a run game. They had a, a the first run, drive, not the second drive. Play. Yeah. Uh, second drive last last week was pass. Second pass, drive pass. was pass, pass, pass. Then third drive was pass, pass. Right. Yeah. They got away from a little bit there. And it was seventeen nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, that's a fair argument. Um, I'm just saying, mix it in a bit. Yeah, no, just no, no. Just try to get some you positive. Know, I, I agree with that, yeah. but yeah, I, my, my thing with Adams is I, I really like him. I think he's got really good vision. I think it's probably one of his strengths. Um, I, we, did we talk about this before? I just feel like when he when he turns, yeah, he has a tough time getting his hips. Yeah, I mean he's he's not Todd Gurley. He's not, but he's he's I I just think he's that like he's really old school. You don't see guys like this. I think he's just a compliment to to have. Uh, long term, if, if that's your plan, but right now he's the best they have. I just think they—he's the best they have. I think they need to get into more manageable, in, in yeah. the more manageable third downs and second downs. Yeah, yeah but I think what they're—they were doing that for a while, um, but they were—it was like long drives that that hurt. You yeah, now. but if you don't it have hurt this, in the NFL now, because they you don't gotta, have a quick you strike offense, quick. but they don't have a quick strike offense. Like, like they don't have the personnel for that. No, you know, I mean, it's it's like change quickly. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah, has. But I, just because was Torrey Smith that much of a difference? I think if I, there was, again, you can't point to one thing with this with this team. You know, it's, there's so many little things that are going wrong for them. There's just little offensive line isn't blocking as well. I thought they were only a, a play here, play there, and from flipping the script. Yeah, I, I'm sure Doug would would like to have that phrase back. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so who'd you end up picking this game? Yeah, so I'm on an island by myself here. Actually, you picked um, the Eagles. I picked the Eagles because. I think it comes down to, to the lines of scrimmage and the quarterback. I think the Eagles have the better O-line matchup, O-line versus Giants D-line, and better D-line versus Giants O-line matchup. Um, so I think they'll win at the line of scrimmage, and I think Carson has a good game. I, I, I'd be worried about the secondary. Uh, I'd be worried about the run defense. Um, but I think they're going to get pressure on the quarterback, and I think Carson's going to play well. And I think if it's now or never, like not mathematically, but in terms of 
the way they're playing. Yeah. Uh, Lane Johnson said that expression, now or never. And uh, I would imagine it, it, if you can't get up for a home game at 4-6 and six with your essentially your season on the line, then you're done. You're absolutely yeah. done. Um, I certainly think they can win this game. Uh, the Giants are nothing big. Uh, but I just I look at all the losses on the defensive side of the ball, and I just feel like that's that's, that's not going to be enough to to keep uh, Barkley in check. If, you know, as much as as good as Barkley was against him in that first game, like I almost feel like the way he was running then played into the Eagles' strengths. They could they could keep him behind the line. Now he broke a bunch of tackles, etc. Mm-hmm. But now that he's he's really running well, he's like taking what's given to him. He's not trying to do the stuff that we saw Barkley do a lot of at Penn State, which is like kind of pick up yards in the yeah. backfield. You can't do that in the NFL. You just got to take what's given to you. And, and they're also giving him the ball in the like he's had twenty carries, over twenty carries the past two weeks. He didn't have that before. Right, and I, that's how I would feed him. Yeah, uh, especially if he's going to do what he's been doing the last two weeks. And who knows? And then eventually he'll break one here and there. Yeah. So if they do that. Um, and the Eagles struggle again against the run, and with no Jordan Hicks, <clears throat> that's possible. I just think it's gonna be hard for the Eagles to win this game because then all of a sudden that just sets up that sets up play play action. That just sets up all kinds of scenarios for for Eli and certainly for the receivers. Odell, could, you know, if he goes off, yeah, uh, it could be tough. I don't know if this offense is capable of matching that. So you have the obituary on the season. Buddy. I have 26-23. I mean, you know, I don't think I have the 26-24 the other side. No, yeah. no, actually, uh, our predictions are on philly.com. Uh, Jeff, uh, Les Bowen, and Paul Domowicz have, have the Giants winning. I'm on an island with the Eagles. Well, usually, I could be usually, wrong. usually I'm, <laughs> no, but it's I'm like, a I'm, whatever yeah, I pick, pick the opposite. I'll, I'll be honest. When you look at that secondary and you look at that run defense, and you look at the Eagles' offense, by the way, uh, there's not – there's not many reasons to be encouraged by the Eagles, but uh, it's just I, – I just think they're better – they're more talented than the Giants. That yeah. said, that hasn't done them much this year. All right, well, that's it for the Bird's Eye View podcast. That's Zach Brown and Jeff McClain, and we'll talk to you guys after Sunday's game.